Workers, welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace. Bianca, I don't know if you knew this, but we're on episode 21 now. Ooh. We're I, closing in on a full year. Oh. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Like I time both very much does and does not exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say time flies when you're just sitting at home doing not a whole lot of anything because of COVID. Yeah. But it also feels like an eternity. It does. It really does. I I feel like I'm at least 73 years of age right now. <laughs> uh, but I also feel like time reminds me of itself especially every time Netflix says, are you still watching New Girl? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. I absolutely am. How dare you? It's like, you don't even know me, Netflix. Yeah. Have they added a button yet that says, don't ask again? No, mm. of course not. I think at one point there was something going on around the internet where there were socks that would connect to your Netflix. And then if you, because <laughs> basically it asks it in case you've fallen asleep and it doesn't want to roll through all yeah. of the episodes. But product idea, Netflix, hit me up. What if there are certain shows where you're just like, no, let it roll. Because I just <laughs> want something on in the background. Yeah. And you can identify which shows. That is like, what if I want to sleep through New Girl because I like <laughs> the sound of Winston's voice? It's, it's the white noise for your uh, happy dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for this episode, I figured we could get back to some of those questions that I like to ask in my my management sessions at work. I love it. Because uh, those are always a, a big hit. Uh, so uh, the one for today is. Uh, what is something or what are some things that make you nostalgic? Mm -hmm. uh, I am pleased and displeased to tell you <laughs> that when I when I really sat down to think about this, there were several things that came mm. to mind. Um, some of it stems from... I don't know, BuzzFeed articles that come up where you're like, remember this thing? Oh, like, yeah. I do remember that thing. I really do. Um, And then I had asked my husband, like, what kind of things are you nostalgic for? Um, <laughs> and he immediately said, Gushers fruit snacks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, which is a recent thing in our home within the past like month or two. We've actually purchased Gushers. So, and let me tell you, they hold up. Uh, I don't know about that, Bianca. No? So uh, a few years ago, or this is probably several years ago, probably five years ago. Yeah. At, at work, uh, you know, we used to have um, restaurants cater food for our lunches. And one of them started bringing like old 90s candy. 
And one time they brought Gushers and I was like, oh man, I'm so excited. I used to love these things. Right. They were gross. Maybe they got an old batch or something. I bet. But I was like, my childhood is ruined. Okay. So what, what was it that didn't hold up for you? Was it taste, texture, color, any combination? It was a little bit of everything. It just like, it tasted kind of like plastic. Like fruity plastic mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you get a fresh batch, they're good. Maybe we just had an old batch. But man, I my opinion on gushers has changed. Oh, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> but what is the definition of a fresh batch of gushers? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> they they probably don't have an expiration date. They, they're probably like Twinkies, like they're just yeah. shelf stable through some sort of nuclear event. I I will say when I did eat the Gushers, they were maybe like a little gritty in the the chewy part. Mm-hmm. The like the volcanic middle was still <laughs> as delightful as I remember. Okay. Uh, another question to go along with this nostalgic business yeah. is how far back does something have to be in order for it to be considered nostalgic? Right. Yeah. Cause like at, at what, at what point is nostalgia just like generally missing something that happened? Yeah. Cause I, I'll tell you my son who is 12 likes mm-hmm. to claim that he is nostalgic for things from like two years ago. <laughs> and and we try to tell them over and over yeah that's not nostalgia yeah just like remembering something that you did two years ago right right that was a vacation that we took two years ago bud yeah Yeah. i think it's just instead of saying yeah i remember that he says i'm nostalgic for that wow is that a was that a like a recent spelling word perhaps (laughs) maybe i don't know yeah yeah, I I think it's got to be farther back than two years. I for myself, I think of it as like things from when I still lived with my parents. Yeah, I I think I have to be in a totally different decade, like uh, like the the decade age that I am. Uh, it can't be the same. So I'm. I had to think about how old I was going to be this year. I'll be 33. <laughs> um, so like the earliest, I think, nostalgia I could have is when I was like early 20s. Like yeah. it has to be at least like a decade or at the very least, not the current age decade that I'm in. So what what is what was the big one, the biggest one that came to mind for you? Okay. Um it's something that I try to replicate as an adult, but it's just not totally the same. It never is. It never <laughs> is, right? Um, so I have I have fond memories. Uh let me let me paint you a picture. <laughs> it's July or August. Um, it was probably July for you, because I think Nebraska starts earlier than New York State did. We started, this will all make sense. We started (laughs) 
uh, after Labor Day, but we would get the list of school supplies that we needed in the mail and going through the aisles of notebooks and pens and markers (laughs) and scissors. And like, sometimes you would need pencils, but like, if you were really lucky, you would get the mechanical pencils. Oh yeah. Oh, or, um, I think at, the, maybe some part of my high school experience, I want to say that Sharpie pens became a thing. Oh, interesting. And that was incredible. <laughs> but back to school shopping. Like, I love an office supply. Like, like capital L, love office <laughs> supplies. So there was just something so wonderful about starting a new year of school and getting like a fresh notebook. Um, also, I am that huge nerd that loved to label all of my stuff. So like the greatest joy for me was just like putting English third period <laughs> on my notebook. Very, very fancy. Like absolutely bubble letters. Uh, I had bubble. Um, I think I tried to do cursive but it wasn't like that cool calligraphy that's cool now like i tried to i tried to mix it up um at some point in middle school i changed the way that i write my a's um so before i had it where it was just like the circle with the little tail Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now i have it where it's the circle with the hat oh yeah he's got he's got like an awning they never teach you to write it that Mm -hmm. way but you look at a book it's always that way that's always what it is Mm-hmm. Always what it is. Um, and I was so in love with those A's. I was like, I'm just going to teach myself how to rewrite <laughs> it. And now that's uh, that's the way that I write my A's. Nice. I'm pretty sure it was like seventh grade. But back to the original nostalgia. Like walking through the aisles and just being like, I could have all of you. Like I couldn't actually. Like uh, there was a rule in some of the schools that I went to where you couldn't have a, a trapper keeper. Oh, like, what? You couldn't. Yeah. No, it was shenanigans. So did you ever get a trapper keeper? I never had a trapper keeper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You missed out. I really did. I uh, I wonder if I could sue for emotional distress, <laughs> like what the statute of limitations are. They stole but your childhood. Absolutely. I did have a caboodle, though, where I put all of my pens and pencils i think i only had that one year um otherwise it was just like the pen the pen and pencil case it looked like a it was like a cloth thing with just a a zipper and it wasn't very high but you'd have all of your pens and pencils and markers and stuff and i thought i was the coolest (laughs) um side note i was never the coolest but I felt it. I felt it in my bones. And now, <laughs> now whenever I go to Target and I'm like, oh, you know what? I have to go pick up a gift for someone or um, I don't know. I just need new sheets. I will always stop <laughs> in the school supply aisle. And I'm like, could I get some of these? Because I flash back every time to being a kid yeah. and getting new school supplies. You should get yourself a trapper keeper. 
just to, I did they still make them? I don't even know. Unclear. I haven't looked at them. I haven't, or I, rather, I haven't looked for them. I know my kids. I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to have anything quite like that. I did uh, for a couple of years. I got to have Chapper Keeper. I had a nice yeah. like zip up one. It, it kind of looked like a big CD book type of thing. Yeah, great. Lucky. Yeah. Now, uh, did you ever get the like the giant notebooks? They're like the five subject notebooks. Absolutely, yeah. I loved those. Those were great. Um, they they did have plain covers though, and there was some times where I was like, you know what? I want to. I want some flair. I want some spice. I want some action happening on the front of my different subject notebooks. Which leads me to an offshoot of my <laughs> nostalgia, which is, do you remember when Lisa Frank was like the biggest thing I, I, that was probably very popular with young girls my age? Yeah, but was... that's not ringing a bell for me. I, you're going to have to tell me who's Lisa Frank. Okay. So I don't <laughs> actually know who Lisa Frank is. Okay. <laughs> the, the internet was not a thing. I could not Google who is Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank was like the name of the brand. And it had all of these cute little baby wild animals in rainbow colors. Okay. And let me let me see if I can pull up a picture. Because it's, it is, like for the people who know Lisa Frank, there's, there is no denying what a Lisa Frank notebook looks like. Okay, this is, yep. Yep. Yeah, they were they were like all baby animals. Let me... Yeah, if I see a picture, I think I'll probably recognize it. Yeah, get ready for this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Like, look, I remember the rainbow seal. Yes. Yep. Like look at this cute little tiger that's in multiple rainbow colors. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I even feel like the the unicorn isn't even the best one. Like, that's the one that makes the most sense to be part of the rainbow theme. Not mm-hmm. even the best one. Like, look at this set of puppies. Like, is that not just the cutest flipping thing? Oh, is this the seal <laughs> that, that you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, like, the tropical fish. It is just, like... Mm. No, I don't I don't think seals swim with tropical fish. There's some geological errors I happening never, here. I never said that Lisa Frank... <laughs> was accurate i mean you'll also notice that unicorns aren't real (laughs) (laughs) but oh my lanta lisa frank was like the hottest thing in young girl school supplies i I can see it yeah now i i can't claim that i ever had lisa frank school supplies Mm -hmm. Uh, nor did my parents ever accidentally give it to me as a christmas gift Mm -hmm. thinking that it was a boy gift Mm -hmm. not not like the jasmine sheets yes i was gonna say that did happen to you once but (laughs) never again (laughs) but i i think i do remember that i don't know if uh i don't know if kids in my classes ever had them Mm -hmm. uh but i think my niece probably had them for school supplies i think that it's still going oh like, wow in in some parts i could be totally making this up 
But I think somewhere you can still buy Lisa Frank stuff. It's probably like some black market, eBay, something, something. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to search for it later because now I'm like, I don't know, maybe I want a tiger pencil. Yeah. I, whoever owns that IP, they can cash in right now because the millennial crowd is all about nostalgia. Absolutely. Oh, huge marketing opportunities with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good. Yeah. So for me, Maybe Greg, I have been waist deep in nostalgia for the better part of six months. My newest hobby, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, It is video games, specifically old video games uh, that I used to play or that I wished I could play when I was a kid. Hit hit me with some of the greatest hits. uh, Well, I I don't need to name specific games, but I have collected... Uh, pretty much every console from the Nintendo Entertainment System up through uh, the PlayStation 2. Uh, PlayStation 2 was the last console I bought or I got. I did buy it myself. It was the first one I bought myself. It was the last one I got while I was still living with my parents. Um, so pretty much every one of those, there's like 10 or 11 of them. I have those now. There's only like two of them that I had that were originally mine. I had to recollect other ones oh my gosh uh and now uh because uh, like i said there's this millennial market all around nostalgia Mm -hmm. and especially for the geriatric millennials which is (laughs) i I think that's my favorite term now i i prefer elder millennial myself but yeah i I, i'm in that cohort and i'm all about the geriatric millennial Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, those of us, the, us geriatrics, uh, <laughs> during COVID, we were all like, I'm stuck at home. Let me find right. something uh, cool to do. And there's this emerging market of products that people are making that make it easier to play a lot of these old games. Sure. So, so you no longer have to uh, like hook your Nintendo up to a really old CRT using the, the RF coax thing and pop it on channel three. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever had to do that, but I did. boy, I remember that. Yep. Uh, so you don't, you don't have to do that anymore. People are creating products so that you can easily hook this stuff up to an HDMI television. Um, now I, I'm a little more of a purist than that. Oh. I, I did. Uh, so right now I have my, I call it my CRT corner in my basement. Yeah. I have I have a couple CRTs there with all my consoles and so I can hook them up to the CRTs. Granted, I'm still not hooking them up with the whole channel 3 business. <laughs> People have figured out better ways since then. Yeah. Um but then there's also products that uh like a, a cartridge for Super Nintendo where you can put all the games on that cartridge. So you don't have to worry about like buying each individual That's game. That's pretty cool. Because a lot of those games are huge collector's items now. Oh, and sure. again, because you've got all these geriatric millennials mm-hmm. who generally have decent jobs, uh, they've got lots of money to buy their nostalgia back. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the prices of this stuff is going through the roof. Oh, sure. 
to the moon. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also products coming out where they recreate the console using modern FPGAs. Um, so I've got I've got one of those. This uh, it's this little FPGA developer kit where you can turn it into a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, um, Turbo Graphics what? 16, which nobody ever had. But it's it's. I don't even know games. what that is. I didn't know what it was when I was a kid. So <laughs> if that tells you something, but. The, one of the other big reasons that you got to have the CRT, this is why I got the CRT, is for the light guns. Because light guns <gasps> right. don't work on modern televisions. That's right. Hey, hey, hang on. You said that you have a CRT corner mm-hmm. and you have a couple. How many is a couple CRTs? How many CRTs do you have? So, well, okay. So right now there's three in that corner because it was two but then i saw one on facebook marketplace that was better than one of mine so i got that (laughs) one with the intention of getting rid of the other one uh but i haven't gotten rid of it yet i'm not i'm not quite sure i will yet Mm -hmm. um of course then on the other side of my basement i have three arcade machines and they all have crts in them so so that's six i do have a little baby crt in the other room that I use for testing some of this stuff. Cause you know, some of these old consoles I've kind of gotten into trying to fix them. So, sure. I mean, I got to have a little CRT there of to, uh, to do that. Uh, so that's seven. Uh, and then I, I actually have two more arcade CRTs in my garage. Just, uh, you know, you, you, you find those things, you got to hold on to them. You never know <laughs> when you're going to need another arcade CRT. They don't make these anymore, you know? Sure. They're uh, they're tough to find. Uh, so nine. I have nine CRTs in my house. Um, I assume that's a few more than the average. I, I'm going to tell you right now, we have vastly different definitions of what constitutes <laughs> a couple. <laughs> well, I mean, there's in the corner, in the CRT corner, there's just the three. Okay. Okay. My, my children actually call that the museum. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's very funny. They they don't they don't live for the nostalgic <laughs> 90s games like I do. Mm-hmm. I actually uh so when I picked up another Nintendo 64, which was that was a console I played a ton of. Yeah. And uh I I got my cartridge to load up all the games and I loaded up one of the first ones was Goldeneye and I called my son yes. over and I'm like, "You got to check out this game. This was so yep. awesome." Uh, and he started playing it, and he's he's trying to aim with the controller. And I was like, "Buddy, you don't have to aim on this game. Mm-hmm. This, this was not a precision shooter like today's yeah. games with the mouse. Uh, you just you just run around, and it'll auto aim for you." And then he got really close to one of the enemies, and he just started laughing because it's just this blocky thing with a face painted on it. It's the the okay. So when we were younger, that was like state of the art it was so good i remember playing goldeneye and it was so much fun and it like at the time we were like okay i can tell that's not a person but they got pretty close (laughs) now it it looks like it's live action like video games (laughs) look like a movie essentially so i don't blame your son at all for just busting out laughing 
the uh, the controls also did not age well because GoldenEye was one of the first first person shooters to be on a console, and they really hadn't like figured out what is the optimal control setup. Mm-hmm. Now we just got used to it as kids because that's yeah. you know all we had, uh, but eventually. Uh, other games on other consoles, they figured it out with the the two thumbsticks and everything. Now you go back to GoldenEye, and it feels pretty terrible to, to try to control I, it. I got really good at GoldenEye, and I never had an Xbox. Like uh, the N sixty four was probably the last console that I really remember playing. And so when someone was like, hey, let's play Halo, I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, <laughs> why are there so many joysticks on this thing? And I couldn't figure it out. Because it was like that precision gaming that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, very disappointing. I just I just didn't keep up with the times. Yeah, so I, I got my consoles. I've been buying up controllers because I every console has to, I got to have, I mean, there's four people in my house, so I got to have four controllers. Because at some point, I'm going to force the kids and my wife to play those mm-hmm. games with me. Yeah, you can do a four-person GoldenEye battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will show no mercy when, when we play that. There it uh, is. Another one that I'm really looking forward to on Nintendo 64 is the uh, the wrestling games. I don't know if you ever got to play those. It was like no. WCW Nitro, and there's like a WWF WrestleMania. Oh, my gosh. Those games were amazing. That's when it still could be called WWF. Yeah. Before those... Silly wildlife people took it over. <laughs> Those pandas <laughs> shaking my fist at the pandas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, the video games in general has been huge for me. Um, you know, thinking back to when I was a kid, uh, one of the other pieces of it, a sub nostalgia thing, if you will, is we had a video game rental store in town. Well, it's a, yes. a video rental store, but we always went there for the video games. Yep. And uh, we we grew up in a small town, and it was only about like a square mile the whole town. And this, but the video rental store was on the other side of town, which felt like a long mm. ways away. But you know, now <laughs> if I lived a mile away from a rental store, I'd be like, yeah, I live right, right by it. I can yep. walk there. Hmm. Um. But we would go there very often, like on a Friday after school got out and then rent a game for the weekend. Uh, and I just remember, you know, my brothers and I just kind of standing in front of this wall of the video games, trying to pick which one we're going to rent. Uh, we rented the same games a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Where it probably just made the most financial sense to just outright buy the game instead of keep renting it over and over. There, I think there were a few times where my parents caught on to that and they would just buy us that game for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So then we, we didn't have to keep renting it. That's perfect. Um, yeah, just to kind of uh, paint a picture of this rental store. Uh, one, the biggest wall in the place was just Western movies. Nice. So that's some nice rural Nebraska uh, mm-hmm. video rental. Uh, they had like half of a wall for these video games. And then there was always a high school kid. I assume it was always a high school kid working behind the <laughs> counter playing a video game on a little TV. And that's I just remember awesome. thinking, that's what I want to do when I grow yes. up. Yep. Yep. But, I want to play video games that work for yeah. a living. I mean, 
how often were customers actually coming in? Not that often. Right. So they just got to play games like all day. Yeah, because what time would that place open? I have no idea. Like, who's renting a movie at 11.30 on a Tuesday? I don't know. I, I mean, couldn't I couldn't tell you. For all I know, those high school kids, they get out of school, they go straight to work, and that's when it opens. <laughs> <laughs> it opens at 3.15. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, the rental store, it was still there um, when, I'm trying to remember, like, when the PS2 came out, I think they were still open, but you could it was you could tell they were starting to fail at that point. Sure. Yeah. Um they they started to carry DVDs. Um you could rent consoles for a while. Uh we didn't have a really? Super Nintendo for the longest time. We just had a Nintendo and then a Sega Genesis. We didn't have a Super Nintendo, so we would rent a Super Nintendo from time to time. Nice. And then uh I remember there were a few times where on Sunday we'd call them up and be like, hey, how much is it to like keep renting it for the rest of the week? <laughs> I have to beat this level. Yeah. That's funny. There's also oh one gosh. game that we would rent. Um, we we didn't know this at the time, but the the cartridges that would save your game, they had a battery in them. And oh. this one game that we really liked, the battery had died. And so it wouldn't save our game anymore. Oh, no. And uh, so then we, our child logic was, Mm -hmm. well, I guess we just have to like stay up all night and play it until we beat it. Oh, my gosh. Because you couldn't save your checkpoint. At at no point did we consider just leaving the console on but turning the TV (laughs) off. I don't know. It seems so obvious now. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I remember we used to rent video games, too. We had an N64. Um, We had the cool controller that was, like, purple see-through. Oh, I have one of those now. It's the best controller of any console is the the purple see-through one. I I think it's actually called Atomic Purple. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Is that why everyone is just fawning over the new purple iPhone is because it reminds them so Ooh, much I don't of know. the purple N64 controller. A lot of people right now on the, the geriatric millennial Twitter sphere, yes. they found over the jungle green Nintendo 64 colors. Oh. That was like the green see-through. Yep. Yep. That's a good one too. I just liked it. Cause I was like, oh, science, I can see how electronics work. <laughs> But, like, I never actually figured it out. I was just like, oh, I can see the circuit boards. Um, but we, we used to rent some uh, some games at our Blockbuster or whatever it was. And I remember renting Pokemon Snap. Oh, yes. Big Pokemon fan when I was a kid. Uh, similar trend. I stopped playing it at some point And now getting back into it, I'm like, there are a lot more pokemon like there there Mm, are there are more than i know what to do with number (laughs) of pokemon um and they released pokemon snap for the switch Mm -hmm. which i have a switch now thanks to the pandemic and needing (laughs) an activity um and i bought it and it was not what i remembered so i was like 
I feel like I want to love it. It the, Okay, so Pokemon Snap is my gushers. Okay. Yeah. But now if you went back and played the Nintendo 64 one. Oh, I'm sure it would be incredible. Yeah. Just like a fresh batch of gu- gushers. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's that's the key with these old games. A lot of people, mm-hmm. they'll get like a Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and they'll try to figure out how to hook it up to their high-def television, and it looks terrible on that yeah. television, and that's like the stale gushers. Yeah. Whereas if you hook it up to a CRT, mm-hmm. then it's going to actually look how you remember it. It's going to be great. I love it. Another big piece with the uh, the video games from childhood is every time we went into a store like Walmart was always the, the common one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers and I, we would just rush back to the electronics section and we would look at the games and they always had some stations where you could play some games. And that's, that's all we wanted to do. Like my, yeah. my parents would go around, do the shopping. We would just hang out there in the electronics <laughs> playing those games. And even now, uh, when I go into like a super target, yeah. I just want to stroll by there. Kind of like you with the, mm-hmm. with the school supplies. I know I'm not going to get anything. Right. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play any of the the games at the station because uh, I I got other things to do. I just want to walk by. Right. I I will tell you where we differ is that I have an irresponsible number of pens in front of me. <laughs> right. Like like I'm not even. I have multiple things holding all of my pens. Let me grab. Like I've got <laughs> this is full. I've got uh, this this cup that's full. I've got like the messiest yeah. desk yeah, in the world. Take a picture of it all. Put it on the Instagram. I will. I will put it on the Instagram. I've got all of these. Like I, I'm, I'm powerless in the the school supply lane. I I have stopped buying notebooks because those <laughs> take up far more space than pens and pencils do. Yeah. Um, but oh, doggy, I love a good pen. Now, the big part of the reason that I don't actually buy things in the store anymore is because it's all the modern consoles, and I'm not playing those right now. Right. I'm playing the old consoles. If they had, uh, like the old controllers, um, stuff like that, I I'd be buying that stuff up. That's that's what happens when I go on eBay. Mm-hmm. is i'm like oh here's a light gun that i don't have i need one of those obviously yeah target for me is much more accessible about the stuff that i would be happy with whereas they don't <laughs> sell the stuff that you're really looking for at target yeah. i get it there is uh there are a couple <laughs> companies there they are re-releasing modern versions of old controllers those are kind of neat what, how, uh, how does that work? So one of them, one company called Retrobit, they actually released modern versions that look exactly like the original Sega Genesis and Sega Saturn controllers. And oh. they even got Sega to license them. Or oh, wow. The other way around. They licensed it from Sega. And so they're Sega branded and everything. Um, and then there's another company. It might be Retrobit, but it might be somebody else. They all have retro in the name, and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to keep track of them all because they're they're just feeding off us geriatrics that don't know mm-hmm. better. 
yep. but they they've released a few versions of a modern Nintendo 64 controller, which is interesting because theirs is not a Trident. <gasps> because I, I think historically people do not look back favorably at the Trident. I love oh, the Trident. I loved it. That's where I learned about the Z button. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, in particular, the thumbsticks on the Nintendo 64 controllers mm. were notoriously terrible. They just uh, grind the plastic away, and after a while, it just didn't work at all. Yeah. So it is hard I to find. I see that. It is hard to find old original Nintendo 64 controllers where the joystick still works properly. And so, um, and nobody makes thumbsticks like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's another piece where all the modern ones, they'll have a thumbstick that feels much more like any modern controller. Greg, I think I figured it out nostalgia is when you start to say they don't make them like they used to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, that's probably it. Yeah. Or when you, it's like when you get excited to show your kids something and they're just like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, I don't get it. This is a worse version of something that I have seen before. Yeah, exactly. Why is this exciting? Mm -hmm. Or uh, I, you know, I, I hook my Nintendo 64 up using the, the, most modern method that I can to a CRT. And I'm trying to tell mm-hmm. my kids, look how crisp this looks. Right. Look how, look how sharp those pixels are. And they're mm-hmm. just like, it doesn't, it doesn't look that good. Cause they're used Garbage to dead. 1080p yep. or even 4k television. Mm-hmm. It's a far cry from that. <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel old now because I could see myself saying like, you kids have it so much better than we did. <laughs> yeah so i think yep that's another that's another piece of you know it's nostalgia when but yeah so i said i've been waist deep in this for about six months yeah uh, i've been building up my crt corner so uh step one was buying a lot of the old consoles and controllers yeah. uh step two was getting the the crts in a really good state um I can't settle for just any old CRT. So it's got to be top-notch stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there are some people that really go nuts with the, the CRTs. They go after these. Um, they were they were basically monitors, CRT monitors that were industrial grade. They were used oh. a lot in hospitals and stuff. Like if you imagine um, an ultrasound tech always has some kind of monitor where sure. they're looking at stuff. Well, before they had LCDs and all that, they would have been using a CRT. And of course, being industrial, they would have paid thousands and thousands of dollars sure. for that stuff. Well, those things are still out in the wild and they make really great uh, gaming TVs. But now the people in the know, they're buying them up for like a thousand, two thousand dollars a piece. <gasps> yeah. No. Uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine in Omaha, uh, he was, as part of his normal job, doing some work, maintenance work in a hospital. And he saw one of these monitors. Oh, my gosh. And it was just in storage. And so yeah. he was. He talked to somebody and said, like, hey, <gasps> can I like, can I buy that from you? And they're like, oh, what is it? <laughs> I didn't <gasps> know what it was. Oh uh, so he got it for the price of just, like, buying their crew lunch. No. And it was like. Uh, a diamond in the rough kind of uh, situation. 
it's like finding a Picasso in somebody's yeah. closet and then paying the price of a Jimmy John sandwich. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, I don't, I haven't gone gosh. that far. I do have one of mine is an arcade monitor that I can hook mm-hmm. up to get some really great picture. The other one is a, a TV that has component input. Uh, I don't know if people remember when component became a thing. It was kind of <laughs> short lived between your standard composite and S video. And mm-hmm. then we all jumped to HDMI. But component was in there for a little while. You get a great picture with that. Uh, so, you know, getting getting my CRTs to look good, getting the uh, consoles hooked up with the stuff that looks good. That was step two. Now, step three is like actually building some shelves to put it all on. Oh, wow. Because like my children said, it's a museum. Mm-hmm. And it all has to be on display. <laughs> so I know that you had... You've had those arcade cabinets for some time now. Mm -hmm. Because pre-COVID, you invited some of the team over to like hang out in your basement and play the arcade games. So what what happened six months ago where you were like, I need to collect all of these different pieces? Was it was it something that was like a slow simmering boil? Was it something (laughs) that like like just clicked where you're like this is my next thing. It kind of went like this. Yeah. I threw, I don't even remember how I found out about this, but I found out about one of these FPGA devices that is like more accurately emulating the old consoles. Yeah. Cause I I've used emulators on a computer before and they, you know, it's, it's never quite the same cause you're playing it on a computer and you're not playing mm-hmm. it with the real controllers. But I saw this FPGA device and I was like, that looks really cool. I want one of those. Yeah. And then I got it. And then I realized, ooh, I could hook this up to my spare arcade monitor because mm-hmm. I, I just had a spare arcade <laughs> monitor because that's what you do. Again, yeah. when you find Who one. Who doesn't? Now, yeah. this was this was a nice one. It didn't deserve to be in the garage. This one actually stayed in the basement, like <gasps> climate controlled environment. Oh, <laughs> my wife nice. hated it because I held on to <laughs> it for years. <laughs> but now it, now it has a purpose. So then... I got it hooked up to that and I was like, this is a, this is awesome. It looks so good. And then I was like, well, now I got to buy a lot of controllers. And then I was like, I can't just settle for the consoles that I can play on this. I need to get some of those other consoles too. Yep. And so I started getting those and then I was like, well, now I, I got to go all in. I got to get all the right. consoles. Yep. And then, you know, I started envisioning this plan where I'm going to build all these shelves to put it all on. I got all this space in this corner of my basement. So I'm six months in. It was a thing, TM. Yeah. I like it. Um, do you, So I know you said you have the light guns. Do you also have the glove for uh, the I, NES? I do not have the power glove. Okay. I looked that up online, and uh, the geriatrics got to it before I could. Oh. They are really expensive. Like, yeah. we're talking $1,000. No. Yeah. For the for the American one, uh, you can get the Japanese one uh, for cheaper, like a few hundred, which is really interesting because uh, wow. it does it looks different, but I think it functions pretty much the same. And I never realized that the uh, we never had a power glove growing up. Yeah, uh, we had a I think one of our neighbor friends had one because I remember seeing it as a kid, but I right. never realized that it had extra stuff that you had to put up around your TV. And a lot of that stuff is like lost to the garbage of history. And so 
a lot of times you can get a power glove where it's just the glove and not any of that stuff. And yeah. you're missing equipment to make it function properly. Um, what was the, what was the console that had like a light bar and it tracked, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the Wii. Yeah. Yeah. The Wii had it, um, was the, oh, it, uh, Microsoft connect. I think oh, was yeah. the other one, right? <laughs> the only reason I remember that is because, um, in one of the tech labs that I used to work in, they put that bar at the top of like a kiosk okay. to measure how tall you were oh, so yeah. that um, it it could raise the cabinet up so that you could, <laughs> you would be like uh, face to monitor with like the the screen that was in the cabinet. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we should be using technology for is taking video game things and then just <laughs> making random is what is it like an it's not an alternator. It's it's something that sounds like that that like it pressurized moved everything up. I only know about like 40% of what I'm talking about right now, so I'm trying to find familiar words. <laughs> yeah. Some some kind of lift. Yeah. Hydraulic lift. Uh, yeah. Oh shoot. It sounded like alternator. Actu actuator. Actuator. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I knew you would know. I was like, what is <laughs> it sounds it sounds like this, but an alternator has to do with your car and the battery. That's not it. Yeah. So the no, the only cool peripherals that I have so far are the light guns. I do have a lot of light guns now. And actually part of my CRT corner is going to be a gun wall mounting my light guns on the wall look at you yeah just like at work yeah except except not nerf guns yeah. but light guns yeah uh i do i would like to get a power pad at some point i don't know if you ever got to play with a power pad for nintendo what's the power pad it's kind of like a ddr mat <gasps> did you ever play dance dance revolution with Absolutely. with a mat that you put on for? yeah so it was kind of yes. like that but it was for the nintendo and we had one as a kid and it was great i remember playing track that we had this track game and it was, it was so easy to cheat. <laughs> we would, there was a, a long jump where you were supposed to like run really fast on this mat. So you're just like stepping really fast on the mat. And then you're supposed to yeah. jump as high as you can and land. Well, we would just like step off of the mat and then step back onto the mat. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we were beating world records. Oh, we were such good gosh. long jumpers. Did you ever attempt the long jump as a as a high schooler then? I think I tried it sometime in middle school. I was nice. like, oh, brought back to reality. <laughs> um, does the power pad version qualify me for the Olympics? Can we just go off of those statistics? Because those stats are <laughs> golden. I think they would require video proof. Hmm. Like a Guinness Book of World's Records kind of but, thing. But yeah, I could get a uh, power pad. I would like to get some DDR mats again. I don't think I ever actually had any, but I, my college roommates had some. That was always a lot of fun. And my kids have never gotten to experience Dance Dance Revolution. Like not even, not even in an arcade. I mean, I'm sure they've seen it, but they. Sure. I don't think they've ever actually played it. And it's oh. not the same at the arcade is slipping around on a mat. 
<laughs> yeah, but at the arcade, you've got that bar yeah. that you can hold on to behind you. I remember at the arcade seeing people do some ridiculous stuff. Like, and then they would they would just hog the machine. <laughs> Ugh, what a bummer. Yeah, there's uh, another classic Nintendo peripheral that I will probably not be getting is the Rob. It was, the, it was the little robot that would play a game with you. What? Yeah. And we we had one when I was a kid. And I think we got rid of it when I was still pretty young. Uh, but I do remember seeing it. And those things are worth so much now. Like oh, more than the Power man. Glove. More than probably any other Nintendo item. More than the Power Glove? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I, as a functional peripheral, it's not that amazing. It's just a cool little item. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, thinking about the power glove, I can't help but think of, like, what a Nintendo spinoff of the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> would be with the power glove. Like, uh, it doesn't make sense. The worlds have never collided. It's Mm -hmm. Nintendo and Marvel, and the two shall never meet. However, I would watch a skit where a kid has a Nintendo (laughs) power glove, and they pretend to be Thanos, let me tell you. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's just The Wizard, but it might be The Wiz. I'm not positive. Uh, It's basically a, a giant Nintendo commercial. But it's the story is there's this kid uh, that is a whiz at Nintendo games. Uh And I think it's his older brother and then some other friend that they find along the way, a a girl. They have run away from home so this kid can go participate in a Nintendo tournament or like a series of Nintendo tournaments. And along the way, they meet the bad guy of the movie, the antagonist. It's this other kid and he's got the power glove. And he makes this big deal out of playing this, uh, I think he played Rad Racer, a racing game, using the power glove. Oh and it's so ridiculous. Uh, but it's uh, it's another, That's that movie is one of those things that shows you the strength of nostalgia. Because mm-hmm. I love that movie, and I'm sure I would still enjoy it now. But anybody who did not care for Nintendo or just did not play <laughs> those old games, they would say, this is the worst movie yep. I have ever seen in my life. I'm into it. And the, the movie was also supposed to be like the big announcement for Mario Brothers 3. <gasps> because I don't think that that game had actually been released yet when the movie yeah. came out. And at the at the video game tournament, at the very end, they're playing Mario. Th- Sorry for the spoilers. but yeah, I mean, they we'll, we'll put some notes on the episode <laughs> just to, to make sure people know. But yeah, so they they start playing Mario 3 and none of the kids have ever seen Mario 3. But the Wiz, this kid, somehow knows or senses how to get the warp whistles. Like I know what those two words mean individually, but I have no idea what a warp whistle is. Oh, the warp whistles, that's... Now all the other kids, they knew how to get the warp whistles because they watched this movie. Got it. Because I, I think he I think he actually showed how to get like two of them. 
Uh, but there's it was basically a stage skipping mechanism. Got it. You like get a the, warp whistle, like, you can warp ahead several worlds. Got it. Like the the tubes in the level. Uh, I don't remember which Mario in Mario was, one. But like, yep. Yeah, yeah. You can get the. You can get. Uh, is it? You can skip like the whole. I don't remember what it is. It's been so long since I've played it. All I know is <laughs> there is an instrument you can use to skip something. Yeah. Yep. You can tell I know 40% of what I talk, what I'm talking about <laughs> right now. But yeah, as a kid, you watch that movie and you see this other kid getting the warp whistle and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I know how to do that now. I want to know if that movie really helped sales of Mario 3. I don't know. I've That's got a great question to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious what the Rotten Tomato score is. Uh, I'd also be curious if, if people have shown it to Zoomers, younger, the younger mm-hmm. generations, see what they think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love, this is off topic, but I love those TikTok videos of Zoomers finding out about like classic rock. Like, <laughs> I want to say that when we both worked at the same place, there was a video that went around of these kids finding out about In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Oh, I think I know which video you're talking about. Yeah, like these two kids are just, like, they are feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. That is a fantastic song. But I think it is just, it brings me so much joy when young people find out about old things and they're like, Okay, this is pretty rad. Yeah, I think I remember in that one, once the drums kicked in, they had to pause and they're like, now wait a minute. Yeah. Who waits that long? Yep. For the beat to drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, the nostalgia kick has been very strong during COVID. And uh, it's evident to me that it's been a strong kick for a lot of people my age. Mm -hmm. I have... I have followed the right people on Twitter where I am in the loop on all of the Twitter sphere on all the, uh, the retro gaming things. Uh, people are still creating new products. Uh, people are buying up those products like crazy. Uh, just as an example, another coworker recently bought a new device that just came out to mod your Nintendo 64 to have an HDMI port. So you so, can play it. Just yeah. So then you'd be able right to hook up. it straight up to the to your HD TV, and then it, it provides a lot of extra options of you know how do you scale it up to look decent on the on oh, the HD TV? Yeah. Uh, do you do you add in the scan lines to make it look like a CRT? <laughs> you can add in more nostalgia. Yeah, people mm-hmm. love their scan lines. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I I enjoy a scan line here and there, yeah. Uh, but I I pretty much just play on the CRTs where I get the natural scan lines. Mm-hmm. N- none of this artificial. Mm-mm. <laughs> no natural, not lab grown. Yeah, That's exactly. What... Yep. But yeah, people people are still making this stuff. They're selling it, and it sells out instantly. But yeah, so our coworker that bought this, uh, they had been they announced it like two weeks in advance when it was going to go on sale. Yeah. 
And he got on immediately when it got on sale and their website crashed because there was too much interest. Of course. And he had to keep refreshing for half an hour and he got in and he got one. That's like, that's like Beyonce tickets. Yeah. So this stuff is, uh, it's super popular. And then of course, many people in the Twitter sphere were very upset because they did not get one. Sure. Yeah, because the website crashed and you have to have, at least uh, this person did, 30 minutes to keep refreshing that website. Some people probably didn't have 30 minutes. Well, it doesn't help that once the website goes down, everybody is hitting F5 over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. One of the other really cool devices that uh, has has come out recently, uh, or these types of devices are coming out now, uh, for a lot of disk-based systems like the PlayStation 1, for example. Sure. Those disk drives are the number one thing that, that dies in those consoles. Yep. It just will stop reading disks. And it kind of stinks because the rest of the console is fine. Well, people have made devices now where you take the disk drive out of the console and you pop this other thing in, And it tricks the console into thinking that it is a disk drive. And then you just put games on an SD card. (gasps) So smart. Yeah. People are so smart sometimes. I've got several of those now. So, you know, I can play the PlayStation 1 without putting a disk in. Now, granted, there is a downside. There is Mm -hmm. at least one PlayStation 1 game that actually benefits from having the disk drive. Because, I don't know if you knew this about your PlayStation 1, uh, when you first pop a game in and load it up, it it reads everything it needs to off of the disc, off the game yeah. disc, and loads it into memory. And then you a lot of games, you can pop the game out and put in a CD, like a music CD, and it'll play that music while you're playing the game. Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah. And there's uh, there's one game, I think it's called Vib Ribbon or something like that, where uh, it would, uh, the game changed based on the music that was playing. And so providing your own what? music would, would provide like all sorts of other experiences that you couldn't get with just the game. That is wild. What did you say it's called? Vib Ribbon? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. But that's literally the only reason... To keep the CD drive? Sure. I did, I did not keep the CD drive. If I play Vib Ribbon, I will just play with the, uh, with the default <laughs> music. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's I had no idea that's how that worked. Holy cow. Yeah, the features of the old systems. It's another thing you start to learn about when you're in the, uh, the retro Twitter sphere. I like it. Vidya games. Yeah, I'm sure the new consoles, PS5, has probably got a ton of features, but I don't know anything about it. It's just <laughs> I stopped paying attention a while ago, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people I could ask about like, oh, it'll tell you your blood type or something. I don't know what else consoles do now. It'll make dinner reservations for you. I, yeah. But hey, maybe maybe 25 years from now. My kids mm-hmm. will be like, I got to get a PS5 again so I can I can feel that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's fun to think about. Like, what are people going to be? What what things exist now that people will be nostalgic about? We'll know uh, because it'll be stuff that we think is ridiculous. Yep. Well, we want to know what things don't they make like they used to? Tell us. We want to know what you're nostalgic for. Uh, do you like video games? Do you like school supplies? Do you like a third thing that I don't even know what it is? Tell us. <laughs> Let us know. We want to know. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram. We're at coworking underscore podcast. If you've got a topic suggestion for us, DM us on Instagram. We want to hear it. We're sure that you have friends that are missing their random office chit chats. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. What?